0: Welcome, guys, to WFR's Marriage Podcast, a conversation about marriage for marriage. Uh, my name is Trey, and I'm here with not Jonathan and Tara. I'm here with my wife, of course, and uh, Jeremy and Kim. Say hello, guys. Hello. 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 I'm not, no, no, I'm not Jonathan. I'm not
1: Tara. I'm not <laughs> Jonathan or Tara, but
2: I
0: am his wife. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad you guys are back in the booth with us. And uh, so I was thinking, uh, you know, the Bible... Uh, uses different body parts to teach us uh, you know deep spiritual life changing truths and you you think about it uses you know your feet fitted for the readiness of the gospel it talks about our eyes and how that affects our heart it talks about our heart uh, but the one we wanted to talk about tonight and how it applies to marriage is uh, the tongue and I want to read this verse to you uh, from romans twelve eighteen and it says it's possible, so far as it depends on you, live peacefully with all.
2: And so the title of this tonight is The Tongue, Life or Death in Our Marriage. So we've all heard the phrase, Stick and, sticks and stones may break my bones, but, but words, words will, will never, never hurt, hurt me. me. So Ouch. So give me a feedback. Is that true?
1: Negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think about, I can go break my arm and go to the doctor, get it fixed, and it's going to heal in time. But if you say something that hurts me with your words, I can't go to the doctor, put it in a sling and it just goes away. Like emotional damage happens and and that takes well, it takes Jesus Christ, you know, we can be healed from it, but it's a lot more painful than just breaking my arm.
0: Um, yeah, sticks and stones definitely hurt it, but I found that words specifically and especially in marriage, uh, they tend to linger around a little right. bit longer and uh they're they hurt. For it sure.
3: definitely, definitely can, can ruin a relationship. It can do so much harm that some couples cannot get over those words that were shared. There's power there in those words. They're, mm-hmm. they're either used for good in your marriage or they're used for evil in your marriage. So I definitely believe they can do some damage mm-hmm. or they, they can help us encourage one another. It, it's, it, those words, uh, can hurt. For yeah. Sure. So,
2: We all agree that we know words are a big deal. Right. So tell me, why is that? Why is words such a big deal? Why is this so important in marriage?
1: Hmm. Well, I feel like I know there's times when I have said things just out of anger that I really didn't mean them. But once they've been said, it's always in the back of Trey's mind. Right. But you said... So you had to have really thought that or felt that way when sometimes when i'm just anger in anger and letting it letting my words just fly i'm just trying to hurt I am just trying to hurt him i'm mm-hmm. not speaking what I truly feel I'm just trying to cut deep and and win the uh, the argument or whatever's going on
0: yeah a lot of times when uh we've <laughs> used hurtful words towards each other. You, a lot of times it's, it's in anger, you know, in those moments. And, and when you hear that, uh, you think, well, he meant that or, she she meant that, you know, and like she said, you just really uh, dwell on that. And uh, those are hard uh, to get over, you know.
3: Well, we use those words sometimes as pure weapons to damage one another. And we have to agree that we've probably all done that to mm-hmm. our maid, that we just hurled words at one another and done such great damage and it's hard to take them back it's like putting toothpaste back in the Mm -hmm. tube it just doesn't seem to happen and there are words and conversations and disagreements and arguments that i regret having with jeremy over time i wish that we had not said those things that we had not damaged each other it's hard for those comebacks it's hard to walk through all that pain Uh, you think physical abuse is bad, but verbal abuse is is damaging too and um, it, it's hard to talk I mean, it's, it's, you, you can cross your wires you can communicate in different ways you can just uh, use a different word choice or something like that and all of a sudden you can rev it up a notch and get out of control real quick because there's a lot of power there uh, mm-hmm. with misunderstandings
2: so this comes down really just learning how to communicate and we struggle with communication because we do we come from different backgrounds We're made differently. We're set up differently. We have a tendency to what what I call self-protect, meaning that you're going to build up walls to protect yourself, and that affects your communication. But one of the main reasons we don't communicate comes out of James chapter 4, verse 1. It says this, Where do you think all of the wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Well, think again. They come about just because you want your own way, and you fight deep inside for it. So, so much of this struggle is simply because of our own selfishness mm-hmm. that we have. And that's where we get to the point with the power of the tongue, the power of good and evil that comes from that. And so, what we want to do is talk about some of these things that happens as a result of the tongue and some of these verses that are going to help us get through some of this. And so, I want to look over at James chapter 1. I'm going to read this verse and let you all kind of go through some of the, the uh observations that you might get from this verse james chapter 1 verses 19 and 20 says this my dear brothers take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that god desires so what are some observations you get from that verse
3: Never really quick to listen, and we're really quick to speak. I mean, we are doing exactly the opposite many times in our marriage of what that verse says. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're triggered, what we should do is immediately try to stop not reacting to one another stop and listen and uh instead of trying to talk and defend and escalate uh our language we're just not quick to listen and quick to stop uh, talking sometimes i know that i'm i'm guilty of that i own that sometimes and uh just stopping to listen to our spouse what are they really trying to say to us and uh if scripture gives us that truth it is the best advice ever why don't we adhere to it um well you know i was talking about um how
1: i would fly off my words in a fight and i would say stuff that i truly didn't mean that harm trace i pick up out of that verse the be slow to speak um part because if i would slow down and think about what i'm about to say Mm. and really Listen to what where he's coming from and just collect myself for one maybe i wouldn't say things that i regret saying that i can't take back that's there once it's out there it's there forever mm-hmm. um so, so the being slow to speak thing um really stood out to me too because i shouldn't was you know on bambi thumper his mom what does she say if you don't have anything good
3: to say don't say
1: don't nothing, say at, nothing all. at all keep
3: your mouth
1: shut and, and that's, good that's
2: good <laughs> such good advice such good advice really is so we're yeah.
3: going from marriage ministry straight to bambi tonight <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> i like it uh so the other part of that was uh just be slow uh to become angry and uh, i know just from our experiences in our conflict uh something that's necessary uh, for me at times when I feel uh, my temperature rising, Mm -hmm. uh, is to push the pause button. Uh, It's it's a good time to walk away say, hey, I want to have this conversation, uh, but uh, I don't want to uh, reach that point, so I'm just going to push the pause button here. We'll come back and revisit this and talk about this uh, when when I'm in a better place. Uh, So slow to become angry.
2: Yeah, and that is so important to be that. And So you put them all together, quick to listen, slow to speak, and even slower, become become angry. angry. So basically, you just got to, whenever your spouse has something to say, just shut up and listen and don't react and just be there. Right. And see what that, because what we come to find out is the real goal of communication is not to get your point across. Right. The real goal of communication is mutual understanding. What does that look like?
1: Well, I think that's where the being quick to listen. I'm not going to understand where Trey's coming from if I'm not listening and I'm just flying off with my words. But to understand, I may not agree with his point of view, but Mm -hmm. I need to try to understand what he's trying to communicate. So if I don't understand, I need to ask clarifying questions. Like, okay, this is what I hear you saying. Is this what you mean? Like, this is how I'm receiving it. So it's being able to understand where the other person's coming from. And then that goes both ways.
2: Right. So we learn in in Proverbs 18, verse 12, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so let's just talk a little bit about, Kim, you you had done some research on some of the neuroscience that happens as a result of this. So give us some answers and uh, some ideas of what happens in the neuroscience of what happens when we are triggered and when things go wrong in our brain. Well, first of all,
3: we are wired. Our DNA is wired to react. And as humans, we forget that when we react with words, there's weight in those words. And, and what it looks like, it can be hurtful, it can be wrong. It's a big trigger to us uh, uh, within our DNA. So what happens is this. is a lot of neuroscience. There's a structure in your brain called the limbic system. system sorry. The limbic System is where all those emotions begin. So we've got the limbic system with all the emotions beginning there. Then there's a part of the limbic system, and it's very small, and it's the amygdala. Mm-hmm. And the amygdala is what is triggered. So the amygdala immediately jumps into action. There's no distance between the thought process. And a reaction, that's so
2: dangerous. Well, it's we a talk dangerous about that up place here to be. Staff. We call that getting your amygdala hijacked. <laughs> and that's what happens. It gets hijacked and goes off on a, some tangent somewhere.
3: So, so when that happens, the amygdala re- reacts... And it does not connect to our cortex. And our cortex is really good for us as a Mm -hmm. husband and wife because it has got wisdom stored there. It's got previous experiences stored there. It's our consulting firm. If we needed to go to counseling, the cortex would be wise counsel. But there is no wise counsel because it's straight from the limbic system to reacting to the amygdala straight to triggering us and our words come out that's why what Anna said there's so many times you wish you could take those words back but it's hardwired into us that's how our brain reacts so it really goes back to what we were really saying you really have to understand how you are wired to be quick to listen Mm-hmm. And slow to speak because our DNA and the way our brain's system is wired, it doesn't happen that way. It really involves a lot of self-control for you as a couple to realize that getting angry and fighting is not part of what's stored in your cortex, that wisdom, that truth, that that, that um uh, Procedure for talking and, and hearing each other and mutual understanding. It's just not working. So the bottom lesson is our, our brains are wired to just react. Right. And then we just have to face the consequences. Gee whiz, that's not yeah. fun.
2: But there is a way out. I look at Ephesians 4.29, yeah. and it says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So what that tells me is you can retrain that amygdala to do some things and to actually have your tongue speak life. And so does what you say tear up or tear down your spouse? That's basically what we're looking for here. So you have to ask yourself that question.
1: Yeah. And I think Thumper's mom was right. She quoted scripture. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> because that is what the Scripture is saying. Like, if you're not building your spouse up, you are tearing them down.
0: Right. So, and I, okay. I love this verse uh, in Colossians, Colossians 4, 6 that uh, speaks to this point. It says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know uh, how to answer everyone. I think that would, that would probably include uh, marriage as well, you know.
3: Even in Proverbs 25.11, it says, A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold Mm. and settings of silver. There are perfect words that we can use in conversation with our spouse. They're loving. They're kind words. They're seasoned, like Trey said. And it is a tree of life in our marriage. Uh, The tongue can be that life in our marriage. Uh, Encouraging words, affirmation, Mm. and uh, having that life in our our marriage by uh, using those um, models in scripture that tell us repeatedly to control our tongue
2: right and so what this tells me is that we have to be really good at both listening and talking right Mm. our listening has to be quick and our talking has to be wise and has to be life-giving that we have there and so that's really the solving the big problem that we have there is learning to be able to do that and learning how to do this early in your marriage learning how to communicate early learning how to communicate often in your marriage you know kim and i we laugh all the time talking about this because we are just really not very good communicators we have to work at this and that's why we are at reengage every thursday night that's why we do on these do these podcasts because we have to continually work at something that we're just not very good at right
1: yeah trey and i aren't the best communicators either when it comes to communication
3: so right. i really don't know why trey keeps asking us to talk about communication <laughs> and i guess it's just the point that it it draws me to scripture to study it more and to commit more of my attention to it and to realize that god will guide me in my weakness and he will guide jeremy and i and provide us and strengthen us in this in this walk in life when it is our struggle
0: yeah and we know it i know um um, as Anna said, I, I'm not a good communicator. Uh, most of the time, I'm I don't want to listen. I just prefer to get my point across. And uh, you, you think about all the the negative communication patterns. Uh, I've I've broken every one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, multiple times. But the more that I walk uh, with Christ, the more that I'm in His Word, uh, the better. Uh, I'm able to do those things, and the more often I do uh, those things, is when I'm, I'm in His Word and, and trying the best to walk with Him. So
2: exactly. So we have we know step one we have got to be good at listening, and good at talking. Step two we want to be thankful for our spouse. What does it look like to be thankful for your spouse? How give me some practical ways that that works. I know one thing that that uh,
0: I've always appreciated, and I think this probably work both ways in in every marriage is when your uh, spouse publicly appreciates you uh, in front of others like that just speaks volumes uh to to the other spouse and so i think that's one way to Mm -hmm. be thankful for your spouse is is to verbalize that in front of other people you know
3: well i think we go back to the question that we need to ask ourselves all the time are you speaking to your spouse and tearing them down are you speaking to your spouse and building them up? So you've got to realize there are times your spouse needs to be built up. Yes. And, and, and And we need to understand we need to be thankful for each other because we walk in partnership. We're one flesh. And we need to be thankful for this person that we're walking and doing life with. and we take them for granted sometimes and we just don't say those things like I really appreciate you helping me tonight. I don't know right. how I would have gotten that done or, or thank you for talking me through that and, and thank you for the wise counsel and, and us spending some time together and working through that. We need to be thankful for those times. Mm-hmm. Conflict and communication is rough and it's difficult to do but we need to be thankful to that spouse that will, we can walk together in that and carry us to the other side. I well,
0: think you're right. A lot of times we want to- to focus on the negative because mm-hmm. uh, that's what our human flesh wants to do. But I think you're right. We need to focus yeah, more on the. That's what I was
1: about to say. I think of Philippians, where the scripture that tells us whatever is true, pure, honorable, right, praiseworthy, um, all those things. Think on those things. Doesn't mean the negative things don't exist. But the Bible tells us don't think on them. So if I am focusing on everything I have to be thankful for about Trey, if that is my my mindset all the time, whenever there's a disagreement or whenever there's a conflict or something that needs to be hashed out and communicated, I'm not going to be quick to defend myself because I know the true motives of his heart because that's what I've been focused on. Exactly. Is the things I'm thankful for about him. And I'm going to be slow to speak and quick to listen because I'm going to try to understand what he's telling me. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. So, you know, the second thing then was being thankful for your spouse. And the third thing is remember your teammates, not opponents. And I think that's so important in a marriage to realize that this is no longer about me. This is about us. So how does that look in your marriages?
1: Yeah, well, I think when you realize, Trey... Now I realize Trey is not the enemy. That's not who I'm fighting here. He is my teammate, and we start fighting together the real enemy instead of fighting each other, which is not the enemy.
0: Yeah, and I think it, it also speaks volume to your spouse when they see that you're working uh, not against them, that you're working to uh, help them like that just encourages them also
3: well it's it's about us and being one flesh and walking in unity and you know many times with our words we hurl weapons at each other mm-hmm. Really, we have to understand, we're just hurling weapons back at ourselves and back at us. Is that not crazy to, to really do that? That's terrible. So, you know, I think we have to realize what force is against us. Satan wants to unravel us. He wants to unravel this marriage. He's the evil one. We need to walk through this valley or this dark time that we're struggling with together. And don't let him unravel or threaten this unity and this commitment we have in our marriage and You know, I'm just going back to Jeremy said we're on the same team, and he's been a coach for years, and he's preached uh, teammates, and he has been at the bench telling them they have to play as a team. So I look at him and say, "Okay, Coach Shack, we got to play as a team here. Yeah, we got to do this one together, mm-hmm. and this is the only way we're going to make it through this situation."
2: And one of the biggest things our advantages, and the way that you have to see also this team thing is now I've got somebody that's watching my back, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important that. I I know that Kim is watching my back. We may have to be backed up against one another so that we can each have a full, good field of view of whatever's coming after us. Right. But knowing I don't have to look over my shoulder that I've got somebody there watching my back That's is a such an encouragement.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree.
2: So just over the next 24 hours or the next 24 years, think about this. Is your tongue giving life? Or is it giving death? You actually can control that. Yeah. So
0: let me uh, just close out uh, with this. And I was just thinking, uh, there's something that always kind of a, a mental thing that I do is uh, one just to, in the in the moment of uh, conflict or whatever it is to stop. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just to to stop and think, and uh, just to choose not to be angry and to choose to be an encourager rather than right. uh, just to. to to be uh, negative. But I think when we do that, when we just stop and and think, we we bite our tongues and uh, we refrain from saying hurtful things, and uh, I think uh, we are, we're protecting our marriage uh, right. when we do that. I think that's a good way uh, to look at it. So uh, thank you for listening to uh, our podcast, and uh, we hope that you'll uh, give us a like. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at reengage at wfrchurch.org. Thank you for listening.